everybody, and welcome back to Straight Outta Klein with me, your host, of course, Dylan Terrell That is the worst Bruce Buffer impression you've probably ever heard in your life, but I don't care. It is that time of week again, lads, and I'm very, very happy to be recording this episode. I've had a tough couple of weeks, I won't lie. I'm very tired right now. I'm actually recording this uh, at 10 to 7 the day before this episode comes out. It was so weird, right? I was just at the poop. Poop. Um, I heard someone say uh, the poop the other day, so I'm calling the pub the poop. And I was there with my friends, right? I made sure I, I took a number one before I left pub. Before I got on the bus. Because the bus journey from Cork to Cloyne it can be a little bit long, and there's a few stops on the way, so you want to make sure that you're uh, relieved by the time you get on. Lads, I still had to piss whilst I was on the bus, no more than 15 minutes after I'd already taken a slash. How does that make sense? Unbelievable. But anyway, I survived, and it's good to be here recording again. Uh, as you can tell, I've had a little bit to drink, so yeah. This is going to be fun. First time I've recorded. Actually, no. What episode was it where I was drinking whilst I was recording? I think that was why I left Phoenix Wrestling. I think it was. So, yeah. Anyway. This is the first time I'm a little bit drunk. Let's just say, whilst recording this episode. But fuck it. That's all the more fun. Now, I know I said I was going to do the... Um, what did I say I was going to do this week? The door-to-door sales episode. I think I need to be sober recording that, because a lot of the memories I, I, I need to, you know, talk about in great detail, and I don't feel like I have the capability of doing that right now. So there you have that. So what I've done, like a lazy bollocks once again, is I have decided to do a Q&A. But once again, the questions that have come in have been very good. It's great to see people getting involved in the show. It's great to see people taking an interest in it. And yeah, I suppose, lads, without further ado... Let's just get into the third Q&A, I think, in the history of Straight Outta Klein. I did say I'll be doing one a month, and we are in February. We did two in January, so this will be the only one we do for February. I'm going to be 24 uh, this month, lads. Isn't that crazy? I'm going to be 24 years old. That's essentially my mid-20s. Like, is 24, or is it 25 when you consider yourself in your mid-20s? Is it? I would consider 24 to 27 mid-20s. I think 20 to 23 is early 20s, and I think 24 to 27 is mid-20s. I think 28... No, 24 to 26 is mid-20s. I think 27 to 29 is um, late-20s. That's how I would consider it. But anyway, that's a topic for another day. That's just me crying about how old I am. But anyway, let's get into your questions. You can submit questions for the Q&As over on my Instagram... Uh, at Dylan T.Y. Reeve. So that's D-Y-L-A-N-T-Y-R-E-V-E. And yeah, let's just let's just get into it. So the first question comes in from Brian. And he says, very fittingly, favorite alcoholic beverages? Good question. I'm definitely in the mood to answer a question like this. I've always been a cider man. I've always loved a bit of cider. When I first started going out back in like 2015, um, the drink I always would have chose then was Bulmer's. Um, that was the first drink I ever got like absolutely langers off of. 
I don't drink it as much now. I think Bulmers is very heavy. I think Bulmers is nice with a meal. If you're having like a big meal, I think it's good to have a Bulmers then. But I'm not too fussed on it now. Orchard Thieves gets a bad rap, but it's one of my favourite drinks by far. Absolutely by far one of my favourite drinks. I think as far as ciders go, it's the nicest. Copperberg is lovely as well. If you're looking for a nice little light drink, WKD. Uh, only rediscovered that for the first time in like five, six years. And it is fucking lovely, lads. I fucking forgot how nice that drink was. I do like a bit of beer. Uh, I didn't always like beer. It was funny. I went off the drink for maybe six, seven months back in 2019 and a little bit of 2020 as well. And I was drinking the non-alcoholic beers and it kind of gave me a taste for it. Like before then, I never would have had a beer um, and enjoyed it. But I do like beers. I like I like Coors Light. That's right, a Coors Light because Bud Light won't pay me nothing. Um, but no, in all seriousness, I do like Coors. I like a bit of Heineken. Um, what else do I like? Uh, Canadian beer. I love Canadian. That was actually the first beer I ever tasted. And... I suppose I tell a little bit of a lie, so, because I would have had Canadian when I was a little bit younger, but never on, like, a night out. It was always at, like, house parties and stuff. I would have had Canadian beer, uh, so I like that. I like a bit of whiskey. Uh, I actually have a bottle of Proper 12 right here next to me. If any of you are fans of the UFC and Conor McGregor, uh, I actually do like his whiskey, Proper 12. I like a bit of Jack Daniels. I was never a man for the stout. I'm not a big fan of Guinness. Um, I'm not a big fan of Beamish or uh, Murphy's or anything like that. Never been one for the old stout. But I do like a bit of cider. I do like a bit of beer. And I do like a little bit of whiskey. In terms of cocktails. Oh that list can go on and on. Uh, Sex on the Beach. Strawberry Daiquiri. Um, you know. What else is there? Long Island Iced Tea. There's a lot of cocktails I like. So I'm quite varied in my alcohol. You know beverages. Uh, but those would probably be my favourites. Okay the next question comes in from Maeve. Big shout out to Maeve. A friend of mine in my uh, college course who also does a bit of streaming on Twitch, I found out recently. She plays a bit of Minecraft from what I see. So if you're into that sort of thing, go give uh, Maeve a follow. Very, very nice person. And uh, yeah, she's been kind enough to send in a question this week. And she asks, what is my favorite song? As I nearly knock over my table. Apologies about that. My favorite song. You know what, Maeve? That varies. It really varies. My favorite song can change day by day. I have a lot of songs I play on repeat and it always seems to change depending on how I'm feeling that day. It's funny actually. Spotify Wrapped, which comes out at the end of every year, that came out in like November, like late November, early December, excuse me, uh, last year. And the two moods that were most popular for my music were upbeat and melancholy. (laughs) So... Walk that one out. Now, I don't want to bring the mood down here, because I do listen to a lot of sad songs. Just, you know, sometimes you'd be feeling a bit down, and you'd be feeling a bit, you know, in the dumps. But there's one song that I absolutely adore, right? I loved it from a very young age. And I just can never be in a bad mood when I listen to it. It always makes me happy. It always makes me smile. And I actually forgot about the song until I was scrolling through TikTok in like April or March or April of last year. And it was like the, you know, on TikTok, they do like mini series. And it was like songs you forgot about part like three or whatever it was. And this song came on. And the nostalgia I felt from listening to this song was on another level. 
I'm not going to tell you what the song is first. I'm going to let you listen to the chorus and just feel happy for a minute. So, without further ado, here was my number one most played song on Spotify last year. And no matter what, this song will always put me in a good mood. What an absolute banger. That is Fascination by Alphabet, who sadly have gone their separate ways in the last few months. But, oh, that song just brings me so much happiness. It really brings me back to my childhood years, the kind of late 2000s. Oh, God. How old was I then? Like 10 or 11 when that song came out? I think that song actually came out in 06, so I was 8 when it actually came out, but... I don't think they released the video until like 2008 or 2009, so I was like 10 or 11. Uh, but what an absolute banger of a song. Now, my music taste, you know, growing up was always a bit heavier. I love heavy music, I love metal music, I love rock music, I love punk music. But the older I've gotten, the more I've realised I just love a bit of everything. I don't think there's a cert- I don't think there's any genres where I don't like songs in them. Like I like at least one or two songs in every genre. And I think that's the best way to be. Like, we all have different tastes. We all have different uh, styles of music. Like, some of my favorite bands vary from Bring Me the Horizon to Korn to um, Alien Ant Farm to Metallica. You know, like, okay, let's let's actually go on to Spotify there. I'll tell you my top 10 most played songs on Spotify in 2021. So, number one, obviously, was Fascination by Alphabet. Number two was Ward Up by Korn. Number three was Broken Record by The Bouncing Souls. Number five, uh, number four, I should say, was uh, Enter Sandman. Number five was Song 2 by Blur. Number six was Blame by Korn. Number seven is Brand New by Ben Rector. Uh, Number eight is About Today by The National. Number nine was Techno Syndrome 2021, better known as the Mortal Kombat theme song 2021 edition. And that's by Benjamin uh, Walfish. And the... Was that number 9 or number t- 8? Hang on. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9. Yeah, that was number 9. And number 10 was Arrival, which is Sting's AEW theme song. So those are my top 10 songs. I think I messed up some of the numbers there. As I said, listen, I'm, I'm after a little bit to drink, so please forgive me. But those are my top 10 songs on Spotify. And um, Can you make this public? The list you... Can I think it's now displayed on my profile, so you can see my top uh, 100 songs of 2021. So yeah, that's kind of my music taste. But um, yeah, I, I don't think it's possible to listen to Alpha Beats uh, Fascination and still be in a bad mood. Okay, up next I have a question from Ross, and Ross says, "If you could be in charge of any one business, what would it be?" Very, very good question, Ross. Let me tell you something, Ross. 
I'm sure people are expecting me to say, oh, I'd want to be in charge of WWE, or I'd want to be in charge of the UFC, or I'd want to be in charge of Manchester United. And I would definitely do a good job at being in charge of all three of those businesses. However, the two businesses, I'm going to cheat and pick two businesses that I would like to take over and make better are Boss Aaron and Irish Rail. Today, on Irish Rail, I was getting the train from Middleton, because there's no fucking train in Klein. Uh, I was getting the train from Middleton up to Cork so I could go to college. Now, to get a student ticket in Cork, and I'm sure it's the same all over Ireland, you need to have your student ID with you. And on your student ID, there are a set of numbers which you need to type into the uh, machine in order to be able to get a student ticket, just so they know you actually are a student and you have a way of proving it. I did that, got on the train, and this big fucking failed guard, because that's all a lot of the fucking Irish Rail workers are, they're just failed guards or failed detectives. And listen, Irish Rail is not a bad business, but they have a lot of bad people working for them, let me tell you that much, especially in Cork. They came over to me, or he came over to me, and he checked my ID, he was all happy, checked the ticket, no bother at all. And then a couple of minutes later, he comes back over and he's like, sorry, can I see that uh, that ticket there again? And I said, why? I, I just need to see it again. So I showed him the ticket and he said, no, no, not the ticket, even though that's what he said. Can I see your ID there again? And I'm like, okay, there you go. And I don't know, I'm thinking, have they taken like a fucking, you know, census of like what colleges people go to? And he said, that looks a bit faded, doesn't it? And I said, uh, no, it doesn't. It's not even in the slightest bit faded. I've had it since fucking September. How could it be faded? And then he starts talking to his fucking colleague, who to be fair was actually nice. And he's like, I don't think your man's doing acting at all. I think that's a fake ID. And listen, I had a very emotional morning. And I couldn't help but get stuck on this prick. And I've put in the complaint to Irish Rail and everything because this man, and I've seen this man around for years, and another thing about this man, he can be the creepiest motherfucker on the fucking planet. I've seen this guy talk to people so strangely. Listen, maybe he's got some issues. Maybe he does. I don't know. There's a lot of things I could have commented on in the moment, but I didn't. I'll comment on them now because it's past, and hopefully Irish Rail fucking deal with this. But Jesus Christ, you get some amount of fucking pricks who work for this company. And it was all just a power trip. I can smell a power trip a mile away. I can smell a power trip like people can smell what the rock is cooking. Okay? And that's all this man was going on. Another person from Irish Rail who I had a bit of a run-in with. Uh, I, I used to work in Little Island, which is the final stop in East Cork before you get to Cork City. I used to work in a call centre uh, about two years ago in Little Island. And so what I would do there is I would get the bus from Cloyne into Little Island and I would get the train back to Middleton and I get collected because, as we'll talk about a little bit with Boss Aaron, the last um, bus from Cloyne, excuse me, from Cork to Cloyne is a quarter to six and for some reason it doesn't pass through Little Island. It just goes straight out to Middleton and then straight to Cloyne and well, you know, Balnacar as well. Um, and I was there at Little Island uh, at the train station. The machine wasn't working. I remember there was a girl queuing in front of me and she was trying to buy a ticket. Funnily enough, she was trying to buy a student ticket because I think she was in like sixth year. And she said, oh, the machine's not working. And I was like, oh, typical. 
Um, and I was like, "Eh, look, if there's an inspector, listen, we can just explain to him, listen, the machine isn't working there. Is it okay if I can buy a ticket either now, if that's possible, or if I can buy my weekly ticket in Middleton? Because I always got a weekly ticket. So we get on the train, and this guy is there, like, can I see your tickets there, please? And this girl says, oh, sorry, the machine's not working. I'm actually not able to buy one. And he says, that's no problem. Where are you going to? And I think she said Carrick Tool, which is just before Middleton. And he said, that's no problem. Just get a ticket in Carrick Tool. And that was grand. He comes over to me then and says, can I see your ticket, please? And I said, uh, yeah, the, the ticket machine isn't working, so I, I, I can't. I don't have one. And when I say this man went fucking apeshit, I mean, it was like, you'd swear I'd just call his mother a monkey. He went ballistic. And I didn't even get angry. I remember looking around in shock. Like, he could not have been nicer to that girl when she explained that the ticket machine wasn't working. But fuck me, I, I was his, I was a sworn enemy of his. And then he stupidly said, show me your ticket from this morning. And I said, well, bud, if I had a ticket from this morning, do you not think I would have bought a return ticket? I said, I didn't get a ticket into Little Island this morning on the train. I got the bus in. I said, I can show you the bus ticket if you want. And he started going mental. And then he was like saying, oh, you can, you know, it's like a thousand euro fine or whatever it is. And I was like, I ain't paying no fine. You are as nice as pie to her and you're treating me like a piece of shit. And then he backed off because he realized, well, I can't find him if I don't find her. And I couldn't help it. When I got off the train and bought my ticket, I went down. I was like, is that ticket good enough for you there? And I said it to him, I was like, maybe make your machines fucking work more because they're always fucking broken. So Irish Rail is the first company I would take over and make their fucking ticket machines work and maybe stop hiring failed guards. Because all they want to do is go on a power trip and be bitter about the career that didn't work out. Lads, I wanted to be a pro wrestler. It didn't work out. Now I'm doing acting. It's working out a bit better. I'm not bitter about it. It is what it is. Stop being a fucking cranky bollocks. Unbelievable. Anyway, that's Irish Rail. Boss Aaron. The staff, to be fair, have always been very good to me. I've not really had too many run-ins with Bus Aaron staff. They've always been pretty sound. Believe it or not. I know some people might say completely different. But to be honest with you, most of the guys I know from Bus Aaron are actually fine. The problem with Bus Aaron, as someone who's from Cloyne, is that the bus service from Cloyne to Cork and from Cork to Cloyne is virtually non-existent. During the week, so from Monday to Friday... To go from Cloyne to Cork, there are one, two, three, four. There's five buses all day that go from Cloyne to Cork. One at quarter to seven in the morning. One at twenty past seven in the morning. One at half seven in the morning. One at eleven in the morning, which used to be twelve, and then it used to be one, and now it's eleven. And the final one is at quarter past five in the evening. To go from Cork to Cloyne. From Monday to Friday. There is one at 6 in the morning. 9 in the morning. Half 3 in the afternoon. And quarter to 6 in the evening. That is a fucking joke. Cline is not as small as people think it is. There is a high demand for people to go to Cline and to Cork very late at night. Believe it or not. There is. And there is fuck all bus services out there. On Saturday I think there's only like one at like 10 in the morning. Then there's another one at like quarter past two or half two or something like that to go from uh, Cloyne to Cork. And then there's still the quarter past five one. I'm not sure. I think there might be three or four again on a Saturday. And there is no bus services from or to Cloyne on a Sunday 
Not one. So, normally I would answer this question and say, oh, I'd take over WWE, I'd take over the UFC, I'd take over Manchester United, I would take over, you know, something I'm passionate about. Because I'm passionate about those three things. I'd take over an acting agency, that's another thing I'm passionate about. No, I would take over these, the two main travel institutions in Ireland and make them better, mainly for the places I live, but hopefully for everywhere as well. Now, taxi services aren't great either. The taxi price from Cloyne to Middleton has gone up a little bit. I think all the prices have gone up. And listen, I understand with COVID they were hitting stuff, but like, come on. Come on. And they kind of, they don't tell you till you get in the taxi. I think that's a disgrace. So, Ross, uh, you got a little bonus answer for your question there. It's a good question, though. I actually, I like the creativity of that question. We got some very good questions this week. And that was a very good one. So, thank you for that, Ross. And apologies if I answered it a bit angrily. It's not, I'm not mad at you. I'm very happy that you listened to this show. And I'm very happy that you felt the uh, want to send in a question. That means a lot to me. But... You asked me on a good day. Maybe a bad day, some might consider it, but you asked me on a very good day. So thank you for that, Ross. The two companies I would take over are Irish Rail and Bus Aaron. Up next, I got a question from James who says, Thoughts on Brock Lesnar winning the Royal Rumble? Right, lads, I don't watch week-to-week WWE anymore. All the wrestling I watch now pretty much is old-school wrestling. I keep up to date with the modern stuff here and there because of social media and stuff, but I'm not really watching a lot of modern stuff right now. Uh, unless it's Japanese. I'm loving Japanese stuff at the moment. That's that's all been great. And and listen, AEW is, is pretty good too. WWE have some good bits, but I just don't really watch weekly wrestling television shows anymore. I'll watch all the pay-per-views, but that's about it. Brock Lesnar winning the Royal Rumble. I personally love Brock Lesnar. I don't want to bore people with wrestling talk, so I'll make this as quick as I can. I love Brock Lesnar. But I even I know, as a big Brock Lesnar fan, that not everyone's going to be happy about Brock Lesnar winning the Royal Rumble. Therefore, I think they should have done it in a better way. And also, I thought the Royal Rumble was kind of crap. The Women's Royal Rumble was actually fantastic. And the only criticism I've ever had of Women's Royal Rumbles is that the surprise entrants every year are the same. And I just felt like it wasn't fair on the women. It's always Kelly Kelly. It's always Michelle McCool. It's always Lita. It's always the uh, the Bella Twins. It's always the same people who are the surprise entrants every year. And I didn't think that was very fair. But having said that, this year they did it better because they announced those entrances in advance and Ronda Rousey came back, which was, a you know, I know it was kind of rumoured, but it it was still a bit of a surprise. And uh, the way they did that was very good. The way they did the men's one was quite shit. So that's that's what I got to say on that. So I I don't mind Brock winning. I think they should have. It's just not the way I would have done it. I don't think it's the way a lot of people would have done it. Um... But, yeah, look, it is a shame because the Royal Rumble is a very exciting time of the year. Not just for wrestling fans, I think even for casual fans that tune in, um, the Royal Rumble is quite exciting. There was talks of them opening up the Forbidden Door to AEW and that someone like Chris Jericho or John Moxley or even more out there, CM Punk, was going to um, turn up in the Rumble because Mickey James from Impact turned up in the Royal Rumble um, on a pre-announced uh, deal. But the only forbidden door they seemed to open was the one to UFC. Because Brock Lesnar and Ronda Rousey both won their respective Royal Rumble. So, uh, yeah. Listen, it is what it is. I'm not too bothered about it. But I'm sure for people who still watch every week, they're probably pissed off. And and rightly so. Because it was a piss poor Rumble. And uh, I think they could have done it a lot better. Up next, I got a question from my man Craig. Who says, 
Have you heard Jake Paul's diss track of Dana White? I have, right? And it's kind of shit. Like, whatever about him sending a message of fighters being on better pay or whatever. What Like, that's, you know, that's good for some of the fighters, I suppose. But I thought the diss track was kind of shit. Now, I don't really like diss tracks. I don't know. I just think they're kind of cringy, to be honest. There was one or two okay ones, but uh, I didn't like this one. I thought the music was terrible. I didn't think the lyrics were very good. Uh, the music video was a bit cringy. Uh, Chris Cyborg was on it, which was kind of weird. I'm not a big fan of it. Listen, I'm going to watch UFC. I understand in the States with the pay-per-view prices going up, it's a disgrace. Ticket prices going up is a disgrace, especially in the times we're living in. Uh, luckily enough, I have uh, now TV with BT Sport, so I, I think the only pay-per-views we have to pay for here are the ones that Conor McGregor is on, so we get a bit lucky that way in Ireland and, and over in the UK as well. So we're lucky that way. Again, don't want to bore people on here too much with wrestling and, and MMA talk, but uh, these are the questions that have been asked. Uh, yeah, look, whatever. You know, if you liked it, great. I just thought it was a bit shit, if I'm being totally honest. Up next, we have my favorite question so far. And this is bringing back very good memories. It's a question from a man I'm sure a lot of you have heard of. It's a question from Porig, from Celtic Kodak. Yes, my best friend of over 20 years has sent in a gaming question. And he says, Which Metal Gear would you like to see made into a movie? And why? As you can probably tell, the question disappeared there for a second, so there was a slight pause. The funny thing about this is that I think Porig knows the answer to this. He's asked this question knowing the answer. And that's why I love Porig. Because he knows damn well that the Metal Gear game I would pick to be turned into a movie is Metal Gear Rising. Could it be any other game? Yes. It's Metal Gear Solid 3. Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater. Now, the funny thing about that is that I actually think Metal Gear Solid 2 is probably the game I prefer to play more than Metal Gear Solid 3. But the story of Metal Gear Solid 3 is Hollywood-esque at its finest. It is a beautiful piece of storytelling. Hideo Kojima, I was actually talking to Porig about this earlier today. His storytelling goes so much under the radar. So far under the radar that it's actually criminal. And it's because he's in the gaming industry. If he was a movie director, or if he was like a, a TV... Excuse me, if he was a TV director... He would be so much more revered in the wider world. But because he's in the gaming industry, people tend not to think about him too much if you're not into video games. Which, listen, I get it, because you're not going to know much about video games if you don't play them. But Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater, I think, would be a blockbuster on the big screen. I think it would break record upon record. It's a beautiful story of war, of betrayal... Of supernatural-esque like things happening, if that makes sense. It's these really over-the-top, larger-than-life characters who are portrayed in a very realistic way and not insulting way to like, you know, the audience. They are, as I say, over the top, but in a very clever way. 
I think that Snake is just a lovable anti-hero. I think that it covers all areas between action, between heartbreak, between even romance, between just, you know, friendships and, and, and relationships being destroyed. All, you know, amongst a real-life war, amongst a real-life Cold War. It's just, it's fantastic. I, I think I said that Metal Gear Solid 2 is the more kind of arcadey fun game, but Metal Gear Solid 3 is the emotional, like, just roller coaster that takes you on a journey. So for me, without question, without question, Metal Gear Solid 3 is the one I would make into a movie. Metal Gear Solid 2, I think, would be a great movie. I think 4 would be great. I think even the first Metal Gear Solid would be great too. But if I can only pick one, I pick Metal Gear Solid 3. The next question comes in from Darren, who says, Who is your favourite footballer of all time? And also, what do you think of the Mason Greenwood situation? Wow, okay. Um, I don't know if he's asked this question without listening to the last episode I did. Excuse me, I'm actually about to sneeze. My apologies. Sorry about that. Had to take a quick pause there. Um, I don't think he's listened to the last uh, episode I did of this, which was a bonus episode regarding the Mason Greenwood situation. Now, I don't want to get too much into the Mason Greenwood situation right now. I've done a few videos on TikTok covering it. I've I've made it very clear on there how I feel about the situation. So what I'm going to say is that um, the law in England and the UK is that you're innocent until proven guilty. And that is the way we run here in Ireland. It's the way they run over there. And that's the way I'm looking at it. However, my own personal opinion would lean a bit more towards him being guilty if I if I have to, you know, be honest about it, right? That's not me saying that's 100% fact. That's me saying that's my honest opinion. I think the pictures and the audio were absolutely disgusting. I think it was just the most horrid, vile, horrendous thing I've ever heard in my life, regardless of who it was, whether they're the average Joe or whether they're Manchester United's, um, you know, one of Manchester United's biggest players or, you know, most up-and-coming players. I've already moved on from Mason Greenwood in a footballing sense. I've moved on from him. I don't want him to play for Manchester United again with what I think has happened. Um, I don't think he will play for Manchester United again. It's great to see the unity from people all across the globe on this. And I think I said it on the last episode. I feel unbelievably sorry for, of course, the victim in this. That's obviously the person I feel the most sorry for. And the trauma they were put through. And and the, the, the horrible experiences they must have faced. And also, you know, since um, I made that episode, Greenwood was further arrested on threats to kill on top of the rape allegations and the assault allegations, which is just when you thought the case couldn't get any worse. You just got smacked smacked right in the face out of nowhere, or KO out of nowhere. Sorry for making a joke in the middle of that there. I shouldn't be doing that, but, but you know, just as an analogy, that's that's what it was like. Um, yeah, it, it, it's just pretty crazy to think what's, what's after going on there. Um, but I, I'm going to just leave it to the courts i'm gonna see what happens there united have suspended him uh until further notice i think that 
United have handled it quite well in that sense. You know, I see people tweeting the social media team say something about Greenwood. What do you want the fucking social media team to do about it, lads? What do you want Manchester United's social media team to do about the situation? United have released a statement. They've released a statement both on the initial allegations that came out. They uh, released a statement on the arrests. United are doing all they can. They can't just axe him until, you know, he, if he does get properly punished for it. Because let's just say, for example, he was found innocent and he was axed by Manchester United beforehand. United would be sued to fuck. It would be terrible business. Anyway, that's, you know, that's besides the point. It's just how thick some people can be. And fucking the person who did those things to that woman, thick fucking piece of shit as well. Whether it was Mason Greenwood or not, or, or not. And the reason I say whether it was him or not is because I have to say that. Because that's the state that the process is in at the moment. I'm not standing by him. If I was standing by him, I'd be saying, no, he didn't do it. He definitely didn't do it. I think he did. But also, I have to be careful saying that, because it's an open investigation at the moment. Trial by social media, as Mark Goldberg said, is not the way to go about things, and I will take Mark Goldberg's more than that. Not because he runs the United Stand, because he used to work in the police himself. So he's more educated on these things than I am. He actually did a very good video on the investigation process uh, on his personal channel, which people should check out. I will try to remember to put a link for that in the, in the description, but I probably will forget. But just go on to Mark Goldberg's uh, YouTube channel and you'll find it. And yeah, that's what I have to say about the Mason Greenwood situation. Now on to lighter topics and better topics. My favorite footballer of all time. I will give you my top... I'll give you my top 10 footballers of all time. I'm not going to go in depth about them all. I will just go with my top 10. I'm going to go from number one. I'm going to give the number one way first. It's Cristiano Ronaldo. He, for me, is my favorite footballer of all time. Then it goes Roy Keane, Ruud van Nistelrooy, Ryan Giggs, Frank Lampard, believe it or not, Robbie Keane, Gareth Bale, Probably, oh, Wayne Rooney, of course. Thierry Henry. And I would also say, I would also say David De Gea. David De Gea would be up there as well. Those would be my top 10 footballers of all time. Yes, it's very Manchester United heavy, but of course I'm a Manchester United fan. But obviously there's a couple of players in there like Robbie Keane, Frank Lampard and Gareth Bale who didn't play for Manchester United. They actually all would have played for a rival of United at some stage. Well, I don't know if you want to count Spurs as a rival. Probably not. But obviously, Robbie Keane played for Liverpool at one stage of his career. And uh, Frank Lampard played for Chelsea and also for Man City. So that's me showing how unbiased I am. But those would be my top 10 footballers of all time. And yeah, I I'm looking forward to starting up a little sports network on Straight Outta Klein. That will come eventually. Um, I think until then, I'll just do sports videos here and there, be it combat sports or field sports. Um We'll, we'll see how that goes. But yeah, those would be my top 10 footballers of all time. And the final question, once again, comes in from Dara, who says, No, Dylan, I'm being deadly serious. Are you related to Dr. Dre? Dara, I'm being deadly serious. Yes, I am. So, that will wrap it up for another edition of the Q&A, the Instagram Q&A, to be precise, here on Straight Outta Klein. Thank you so much to everyone who sent in questions, who is listening to the show, who is downloading the show, 
who's sponsoring, uh, sponsoring? Sharing this show. I w- if you want to sponsor the show, be my fucking guest. Christ, I would love, I would love for people to do that. Hit me up, hit, hit me up in my DMs, my social medias are down below. But no, in all seriousness, um, I'm, I'm loving every minute of it. Um, podcasting is something I missed an awful lot from the little break I took from it. I just didn't have time, lads. And honestly, this week, I was struggling to find the time for it, but... Since I've started, and yes, I did just burp a little bit into the microphone, my apologies. <laughs> Since I've started doing this again, I, I just can't get enough. I just can't get enough. I just can't get enough. It's uh, a great song, by the way. Um, Yeah, and I'm looking forward to getting guests on here. I think that's the thing I'm looking forward to the most. But I've got some ideas in mind about some topics I'd like to cover. Hopefully next week I'll have a little bit more time to record uh, that door-to-door sales episode. You see... I like doing recordings in, like, you know, different sessions. So I might record one bit of an episode on a Monday, the next bit on the Wednesday, and the final bit on, like, the Thursday. This is one of the rare times I've actually sat down uh, since I started the show and, you know, my other shows. This is one of the first times I've just sat down and recorded it straight. I think the only other episode I did that with was the Phoenix Wrestling episode. I think everything else has been pretty spread out, um, you know, for the longer episodes at least. So... Uh, yeah, that's kind of the way I like doing things, but um, it's kind of good to, to do it a little bit differently this week. And the fact that I'm a little bit tipsy whilst doing this as well, I think that makes it a little bit more fun. But thank you so much to everyone for listening to Straight Outta Cloyne. I look forward to speaking to you all next Friday. Until then, stay safe, have a good one, and talk to you all on that day. <laughs>